0: To be passionate about a cause, to be passionate about some way of improving the world—what a wonderful thing! But we can't all be passionate about all of those things. We would all we would all lose our minds trying to do that. So, uh, if you find something that is of meaning to you, that's going on in the world, and you and you feel you can contribute to do to, to doing something about that, by all means, you know. But that's that's then you listening to your life. And and creating something in the world as opposed to just to just intaking information that does nothing but but frustrate you and keep you sitting stagnant in your shit and avoiding the things that are actually truly meaningful for your life.
1: This is Way of the Artist
0: with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Well, it's that time again, folks. It's that time for a little conversation here on Way of the Artist, getting into all kinds of things, creative in life and being creative in life and being an artist in life, taking an artistic look and stance and perspective on life, trying to figure some of this stuff out. And uh, I think we got a really, a really good one. I mean, very often we try to talk about things that are kind of personally going on for us like the little themes and ideas things that we've been kind of stewing on and chewing on and this one is I think maybe something that uh, a lot of you out there might be doing the same thing with it's definitely something of tremendous importance I would say and that has to do with our attention and we've called this one take your attention back um, from the many things that we put our attention into. I think that in this conversation, we're probably going to get into, you know, exactly what is our attention? What is the value of our attention? You know, just how much of an impact does our attention have in our life? And what are the things that we're giving it to uh, and and being more mindful about it so there's a lot of stuff going on in this one i'm excited to talk about it because it's been something that uh, like i said i've been chewing on quite a bit over the last little while and uh, and we're in a very unique time uh we're in a very unique time and, and faced with very particular challenges challenges right now that have to do with our attention so brandon you got uh, anything you want you want to lay down before we launch in
1: yeah everybody's viding for attention all the time we talked about this and i think it's important for us to really consider the fact that we're giving it away in ways that we don't always want to be and i don't think i don't know if if we always realize that's what's happening but we get these neg we get the negative effects of it right like when you put your attention onto something and it leads you down a rabbit hole and you start focusing on something. And if you were to really stop and ask yourself, do I want to be putting attention on this? Do I want to be putting energy towards this? You might be like, no, I don't. And, you know, and I think, um, I think when you find yourself in the problem, it's good. And by the problem, I mean, like the problem is you're not feeling the way you want to be feeling or, like your point of view of the world is all is very negative or something isn't feeling good, or you're not being all that creative or feeling all that creative. That's when you need to have like a red flag go up for you and just be like, well, what am I doing? And, and where's my attention going? And if you were to stop and look at where you're putting it and ask yourself, do I want to be putting my attention there? Would I be putting my attention there given the choice? Cause I think sometimes also, Attention doesn't always feel like a choice, although it is, but sometimes the pressures around us can be so dominating that we don't even realize we have a choice not to focus on them. So taking it back is actually becoming aware of the fact that you could and then becoming empowered enough to actually do it. It's, it's I think, uh, an important, I think actually, I think that this conversation it might be one of our most important conversations it's like no pressure but like i honestly think about this as we've been talking about it and i'm like this is kind of crucial it really is because once your attention is taken you're taken you're taken away your energy is taken away everything that is you is being spent and yeah. you want to spend it there yeah yeah,
0: yeah. it's um you know, our attention is is in many ways the only thing that we have and the only thing that we give. Um, and like you said, everyone is vying for your attention. Like even even us right now, which is kind of the the unusual an unusual side of this this whole thing is that you know even even us right now you, you know in in ways we are kind of vying for for attention to a certain degree. Um, and if you're listening to this, you are giving us your attention um you know and maybe you're giving a lot of some other things you you're doing some dishes right now or you're out for a run you, there's other things that have your attention too but our, our attention is constantly going out to all of these different places and and it's and people are and are constantly asking for your attention you know you see an advertisement you, you know in any place that's that's your attention um right now you know one of the unique things that we're dealing with right now is is with social media and and search algorithms and stuff it's becoming a very big topic which is that these companies they're they're what they're selling is is attention you know that's what they're they're trying to get they want your attention because your attention makes them money to those advertisers you know and um but it it goes so far beyond that's just one aspect of it it's not simply on this sort of material commercial kind of side of it our attention our attention informs so much of our direction the actions that we take uh even our sense of well-being is so affected by this thing that we call attention if you look at the practice of meditation, meditation is in many ways, all about attention. It's, it's, it's all about recognizing the things that we are putting our attention on, seeing what, where it's all going at all times and kind of giving that our attention, you know, and, and there's some interesting sort of understandings and experiences you can have through that practice. Right. Um, you know, just as as one of the the longest held traditions that is really took to took to heart what you know this this the, this valuable thing that we have that is our attention. Um, so I don't know if, where we want to necessarily go into this, but maybe maybe we should talk about the things that on a day to day basis we give our attention to you know maybe the things that maybe maybe we should start off with like with the things that we put our attention to that that maybe we need to to really question and reconsider
1: i i do want to talk about taking whatever
0: direction you want brand yeah
1: i well let me say this i do want to talk about that i i do and i think that's important that we look into it i think there's a certain amount of like, I think, I feel like people are aware of certain things. Like they realize that their attention is being taken by social media. Like people realize that it's not like we're oblivious to that, but I think for the most part, most of us understand this in a very generalized way. And it's not specific. We don't really get how it's happening. We don't really understand the depths that it's happening, but like we, cause we don't, most people, unless you're a marketer and you've done like online marketing and stuff, like I understand it a little bit, not to the level that someone who does this as like their main deal, but like, for example, you don't realize that if you go participate in something over here, it might activate trying to get your attention over here. So I'll give you an example. I went to the gas station to fill up my tank. And while I was at the gas station, you're standing there pumping your gas, and there was a poster on the on the fuel system, right? And it was like, oh, you can buy any one of these chocolate bars for 30% off, 50% off. And they had a new chocolate bar. It was like a chocolate bar it had, had, but they had put pretzel in it or something. And it was like, oh, that sounds pretty tasty. And I don't really buy chocolate bars, and I don't really eat a lot of junk food, but... I was kind of feeling like, hey, maybe I'll get a chocolate bar. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting there and you're pumping gas for long enough to just be like, well, oh. and it was kind of like, as I was walking back to my door, I was like, forget it. I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna try this chocolate bar. I mean, at least look at it. And I was still, even as I was walking, I wasn't sure if I was gonna get it. So anyway, whatever. I walk over there and I look at this chocolate bar and I was like, it was smaller than I thought, smaller than the advertisement. It doesn't give me a good perspective. And I picked it up. I actually held it in my hand. And I was like, nah, I don't need it. Fuck it. I'm out of here. And I didn't buy it. I walked out of the store, took off, didn't buy the chocolate bar. I use Instagram every now and then. Literally that evening. Never noticed this before. I don't know if I've ever seen it come across, but that chocolate bar was being marketed to me. And I was like, how the fuck did that happen? And I was thinking about this and I'm like, Is it because somehow they know that today I went to the gas station or was this because of, did this, was this ad placed in front of me like weeks ago? Like, was it something I did? You know, we don't know. And probably it's possible. I'm not saying probably, but it is possible that this ad was shown to me before, but I only noticed it because of the scenario I was just in where I was at the gas station looking. And this is the thing about attention. Most of the time you don't realize it's being taken from you and you don't realize what's being put in front of you until you become aware of it. And so I think the myth that most of us walk around thinking that, oh, is I'm only getting my attention on what I'm actually focused on. And it's like, no, your attention's being pulled in ways that you don't even know it's being pulled and to take it back also means that you become aware of what you're unaware of. And, um, you know, like you just begin to realize that things are actually taking your energy and attention and you're not even realizing that they're taking them. And all of that is taking it away from, this is my important point from your creativity, from your actual things that matter, from your purpose, from your passions. And if given the full awareness of the whole thing, you might not do it that way, but yet that's where we are. So I wanted to kind of bring that into the mix.
0: I mean, I, I, and I would argue that your attention is creative energy, you know, and, and no matter what, you're going to give that energy to something. I I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, we don't, we don't necessarily have a choice in a certain matter. And that it's like, well, our attention is going to go to something, you know, it's like you get up and you're about in in the day, your attention is going to go to certain places. And I think that really, you know, when we talk about, take your attention back, it's about becoming more mindful and more conscientious about where we're putting that attention, because I mean, obviously we've talked about the, you know, we've already touched on this element that it's like, yeah, you know, you have advertisers and you have people, you have relationships, people who want, you know, your attention, you know? Um, but there's also this massive area of our attention, which goes into ourselves. Uh, the, and the attention that we put on, um, you know, our memories, our past, and the attention that we give, you know, our sort of um, daydreams and, and our projections of the future or our fears of the future, we are so often caught in those spaces where we're doing one thing, but we're thinking about, you know, something that someone said to us, you know, a long time ago or an event that happened to us once upon a time. You know, and and reliving, uh, reliving those things or projecting things into the future, and it's an incredible ab- ability and sensitivity that we have as human beings. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's a it's a tremendous tool that that we all have, but we can end up spending most of our time in those places we can end up spending most of our time in memory or in, in future, which um, particularly if you get into some of the shadowy sides of, of memory and, and projection is each one of those are synonymous with guilt being, being of the past and, um, and fear and anxiety with the future. And, and, If we're putting our attention there, that's the space that we're living in, and I think that probably most of us can look at something. Oh yeah, I do. I spend a lot of time thinking about this, or I spend a lot of time thinking about that, and it does make me feel this way, you know. um, Or you know, somebody. Sometimes we don't always see it in ourselves as well, but you know, you notice somebody else in your life who you're just like, geez, like they're still talking about that. Why aren't they letting that go? You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, Brandon, but you know, it's like, there's, there's people that you meet who, who are, you're just like, you're just like, you gotta, you gotta, there are certain elements of our past or whatever that, that we just need to, to bury because it's just like, well, it's, it's gone. It's finished. Uh, Likewise, you know, the, the amount of time and energy and attention that we put into, you know, thinking about, you know, these these what ifs. Well, what if this happens and what if that happens? That's definitely probably one I'm more guilty of than than the other. But it's just like, yeah, but it's not. It's not. You know, that's a phantom. You know, that's a mirage that 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 you have or I have placed out there in front of me. And there's no reality to that thing. There's nothing that that's that's touchable about it. I'm just living in some idea. Of this. And there's there's this side of it. And then I guess from what we're talking about, and in today's day and age as well, we live in in the, you know, the information, um, the information age. You know, there are so many things that we put our attention on within ourselves and in, in that past and future space, and in the information that we're just constantly inundated with. And you eventually have to ask, What is this serving in my life? What is this doing for me in my life? Is this bringing anything positive into my life? It's a very important question to ask in this, in this conversation about taking back our attention, because our sense of, of well-being and our ability to, to create and and not just create in the sense of like an artist, of being able to do your work, but to be able to create in terms of creating a life for yourself, of creating a life worth living for yourself, so often has nothing to do with all of the inf- the endless flow of information that's out there the endless and infinite flow of information that's out there and the endless and infinite imaginings about our past and future that we can live.
1: Man, take it away. Did you (laughs) ever talk about some stuff? I kind of got up on my (laughs) soapbox. I, I, you said some great stuff, man. And it's now I'm just, I'm at a point where I have to put my attention somewhere. And this is the challenge of attention. It's like, where do I want to, where do I want to go based on what you laid out there? And, you know, I, 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 I'll, I'll go with this. Life can escape you because your attention goes to things that don't cause you to live. So be weary of cheap entertainment, you know, be weary of things that, um, come easy, be weary of things that, um, you know, anything, be weary of anything that comes easily period. Like there's, there, there's like, you should really be wondering why, why am I getting this so easily? Um, because. Th- those types of things are are really where the a lot of the dangers I think exist. At the same time, easy isn't a problem. Just be weary of what comes easy. But when you're when you're connected, and we had a we we had a conversation, it starts and begins with connection. If you figure out what you want to be connected to, it solves a lot of the problems about what matters and what doesn't. And I know this because when I was younger, um, you know, one of the things that I, uh, you know, actually you helped me come to realization about this, but it was a, at some point I must have taken on this model where I just decided that whatever I was doing was the most important thing in the world. And, but it wasn't just that there's a caveat to this is a really important element is that everything I did was going to be serving my purpose. So it didn't matter if I was watching a movie or playing a video game or talking to somebody, it was all somehow related to my purpose and what I felt like I wanted to do in the world. And the purpose creates a bit of a guy, like a Geiger counter, a kind of a center point for everything. So everything had to relate to that. So for example, if something bad happened to me, I'd be like, well, this serves my purpose because of blah. Or if I was doing something that someone would say, quote unquote, was a waste of time. Um, to me, it wasn't a waste of time because it was serving the purpose. So attention, I feel the problem that we're facing is that we give our attention to things that don't serve our actual purpose or our sense of self or a sense of purpose. And I want to say this too. I think purpose is made up. I don't think you're born with a purpose and maybe you're, you have this like, in hindsight, you'll look back and go, oh, wow, well, I was meant to do this, whatever, who knows. But I think for the most part throughout life, you just pick a purpose, you just pick something you really care about, and you get passionate about it and it kind of becomes your purpose and your direction and your goal. And I think it's good to do that. I think you make it up. But I think it's good to make it up. And I think it's good to choose. I think when people are purposeless. Which I think a lot of people struggle with. That's when their their attention is so susceptible to being sucked away to things that cause them not to live. Um, yeah, that's my yeah. cat. <laughs> he, agrees. <laughs> he agrees. He
0: totally <laughs> agrees. Yeah, um, yeah He's no, like preach I, I, it. <laughs> there's a few things. I mean, like, I, I, um, you know, a little while ago, and and this is maybe a trivial matter of linguistics, but you know, I. I started instead of using the word purpose, started using the word calling, you know, because learning that sometimes like when you observe your life and the things that you do or, you know, or things that you have done, um, you can really you can start to see it's like, oh, there's this whole inertia and gravity to a lot of the things that I've been doing that is, is bringing me to something that is maybe not what I thought, you know, but makes complete sense. And in many ways that kind of becomes, you know, the purpose, right. But I've, I've always liked the, the, to put it, to frame it as a calling, you know, because for, for a variety of reasons, we don't have to get into that. But, um, I want to touch back on something that you had said because yeah that conversation we had recently about you know it begins and ends with connection i don't know if this is something that we actually said in that podcast but it was something that came up for me at at one point um as i was understand beginning to to learn more about this this thing that we call connection um and it was pertaining to the work that I teach um, actors and non-actors and just creative people, but you know, the Meisner work that I do is because so much of that work is about attention. well let's let's take your attention off of yourself and let's let's actually have a practicable way of putting our attention on somebody else and putting our attention completely and and as fully as we can in the moment and what's happening there in between us. And I was realizing it's like, yeah, there's this sort of interesting, I hate to call it an equation, but I don't have a better word for it right now. But I was like, there's this interesting equation of attention builds connection, connection is life. So I, it's just kind of cool to be having this conversation now on this like attention side of things, because it's like, yeah, that when you, what you put your attention on, you're creating a connection to that thing in some way, whether that's, you know, uh, a physical or a mental, psychological, whatever, what have you, you put your attention on that, you've created some kind of a connection to it. So there's a relationship that's occurring. There's some way that you are relating to that thing and that thing is relating to you which is why it's so important that we are mindful about what we're doing. It's like you're creating a connection with this thing. Is that connection something toxic? Is that connection something that is is not bringing anything good into your life? Is that connection taking you away from what you're actually passionate about doing and contributing and giving to the world? Because that can so easily happen. Like I was sharing with you before we started, that, you know, every now and then I, I will go down into some kind of a rabbit hole, you know, and I'll start researching things and I'll look into this and look into that. And I can spend hours or I have in the past spending hours just combing through information and articles and opinions and, you know, and what, what have you. And by the end of it, I don't feel like I've, I know really anything more, I have a, even a stronger sense of, of what's going on than I did before, but not only that, very often I'm just in a state of agitation and I realized like that was time that I could have spent, you know, working on, you know, writing my book or working on, you know, or, or re or reading a book that is going to make me a better teacher, you know, or doing something that is actually enriching for me. Because ultimately, this thing didn't actually enrich me in any way whatsoever. And I think that that can be such a trap as we can go down into these into these rabbit holes of information or memory or projection, thinking that this is really important. I have to know this, I have to go into this, I have to understand this, I need to be able to you know, to shape this somehow. And we obviously have to think that we we feel that there's something we're getting from it. Otherwise we, we wouldn't do it. But I think that what we get out of it is not nearly as much as we think we're getting, especially at least for myself when I realize I'm like, oh, hang on a second. This has literally just distract me from doing things that I love doing. (laughs) <laughs> and actually potentially serving, serving others and, and my community in a meaningful way, in a way that I have an ability to have an impact. You know, Because I, I, I know I've been talking for a little bit, I'm going to throw it back to you, but I, this is just something I want to address right now, is that this might sound to some people like I'm saying, oh, just don't care about anything that's going on in the world. You know just just shut and that's not at all what i am saying you know it's important for us to have a sense of of what is going on in the world but there's there has to be some sort of a a point where we where we have lives of our own because it can it can become it can become an addiction looking out all the time and and next thing you know, we just, we, we discover that we're just, we're not living our own lives. You know, our lives have become about just knowing this endless supply of stuff that the world can produce. And it doesn't always make us put us in a position to actually do something about it, to do anything about it, to make us better people, what have you, you know, Because the thing is, is that there are an endless, there's an endless supply of problems as well in the world. And people are passionate about these things, you know, and that's an important thing to be, to be passionate about a cause, to be passionate about some way of improving the world. What a wonderful thing, but we can't all be passionate about all of those things. We would all we would all lose our minds trying to do that. So, if you find something that is of meaning to you, that's going on in the world, and you and you feel you can contribute to do to, to doing something about that, by all means, you know. But that's that's then you listening to your life, and and creating something in the world as opposed to just to just intaking information that does nothing but but frustrate you and keep you sitting stagnant in your shit and avoiding the things that are actually truly meaningful for your life. Thank you very much for giving me the floor for that, Brandon. <laughs> I went a little longer than I thought, but you never know.
1: Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, okay. Well, um, I, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's all great stuff, Evan. It's not it's not that I want to stop anything that you're saying. It's just that you said so many great things, and it sends my mind off. Well, oh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. And um, you know, you know what? Really, any any way that I choose to go here is going to be worthwhile. And that's something I'm learning to to embrace as I go through life. Is that you know we can get paralyzed by choice, and. Um, you know, I've, I've always been a pretty good speaker. I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't have the greatest mastery of the language. Um, I'm, I, I have, I, I, I stumble sometimes when I talk, I do say, um, you know, things like that. The thing is, is I've always been a very good speaker and I've always been able to, for most of my life, at least I've been able to stand up in front of a crowd and keep them captivated and interested in what I'm having to say. And I've been able to leap and bound through one area to the next, because one thing that I learned in life was that you just make a choice. And if that choice feels right and seems right, go with that. And even as I'm speaking right now, this felt like the right way to go. And because it is for me, it always is the right choice. And I feel like attention's like that. You know, when you go with your attention, when you, have a sense of what you're doing it's it's the right direction for you to go sometimes you might find yourself going down the wrong road it's it's then where you need to be like i'm going down the wrong road stop and let's go another way it's when you don't it's when you don't stop yourself when you have that thought and you go oh i've already gone this way i'm embarrassed to turn back i you know whatever I said something dumb where you just pivot. You just go another way. And attention is kind of like that. Like you might find yourself, you know, going down some Facebook loop or something like that, reading about, you know, some government thing, some bullshit that you don't really care about. Catch yourself in the act going, well, I'm putting my attention here. Don't be embarrassed. Don't make it wrong. Just go oh, look at that. I put my attention down here. I'm done with that. Now I'm going to put my attention over here. And taking your attention back is much more like that than being like, I am never going to put my attention on the wrong thing ever again. Because you just inevitably <laughs> will. But it's your ability to move on from it and change. And I and I relate this to the artist. And something I've been learning as an artist, and I feel like it's a it's a lesson you learn many, many times, and a lot of these artistry lessons are. But one of the most important lessons is just good enough. And, you know, you just, I just say to myself, okay, good enough, moving on, doing the next thing. And I feel like that's a really important thing with attention. It's like, okay, I found out enough about this issue. I'm, come on, I'm not really getting any more. I'm getting caught in the drama now. So let's move on. I know enough. I understand what's going on. People are upset about this. What else do I really need to know or care about? I'm moving on to the next thing. And there's a difference between being uninformed and informed, but like, unless you're going to write a paper on the issue, just stop and move on. That's that's kind of one of the big, uh, you know, practical pieces of advice that I could give is just know when to stop and move on.
0: Yeah. Cause I think that, you know, again, we, we say this so often, but our, our emotions tell us so much about about whatever it is that we're putting our attention on. Like you will, like if if you are paying attention, <laughs> you'll notice how about you'll notice how the things that you're putting your attention on very often carry with it some kind of an emotional response to it. You know, and this isn't about necessarily being like. I don't know like just just feeling good all the time, you know, like being sort of ignorant to things and and feeling good all the time. It's about it's about acknowledging when when sort of the energy of what we're putting our attention into is no longer something that's useful. You know, when we're just leaking energy, like it's you can there's because there can be some qualities to to being really passionate about something you can be really upset about something and have a passion for it you know i remember um i saw years ago i saw this documentary that was about the um that was about the oil sands here in in canada and i remember just seeing this one shot of this this plane flying over this one particular oil sand. And it was just this, it was just this barren sort of wasteland that just went on and on and on and on. Like, I I just was like, wait, when am I going to, when am I going to finally see a tree again here? Like it was, it was this powerful shot that was in this film. And a few days later, uh, I was I was just walking down the, down a street, and uh, in in a busy sort of a, like it was close to a mall, and there was this girl who was um who was representing um, the Nature Conservancy, and said like Hey, like would you like to hear about the Nature Conservancy, right? And so I was like, Sure, tell me about yourselves, right? And like this is it was kind of one of these things like where the like the timing just kind of aligned on this, and my attention was on this thing. And basically, long story short, like I have been, you know, a month like donating monthly to the Nature Conservancy, you know, as a result of having seen something that moved me, that impacted me, that said, I'm like, whoa, I want to do something to help preserve and protect our natural world. You know, like I, I'm not saying this to make some sort of judgment call on the oil sands and the oil industry or anything like that, but it was, there was something to me that just said like, okay, that's going on. I do want to make sure that we're protecting something that, that, that's something that's important to me. It, it, it ignited something in me that, that brought me to action somewhat serendipitously, you know, but it, it resulted into something. So it's it's not about being ignorant, it's not about being complacent or apathetic about about what's going on there, but it's about sometimes it's about picking your fight, you know, picking your your battle and saying like, yeah, you know what? That is something that's meaningful to me and that's something that has my attention. And when I'm acting from that place, there there is something there is a, an aspect of almost something loving that's coming out of me. I'm doing it out of a sense of love about something as opposed to being pissed off about something. You know what I mean? Like, And that's where we can get sucked into these traps of like going down and looking into this and looking to that and just getting angry and angry and angry and angry. And it doesn't actually really drive us to do anything meaningful. You know what I mean? I'm not sharing the story to, to to also to be like, look, well, I'm such a good guy. I, I give
1: to this charity, but just <laughs> come on, that's exactly what you're doing. Nolan. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? I, mean. I, well, okay, I, one of the key things I think you pointed out was that a lot of our attention goes towards things that just make us more angry and upset and whatever. And I think that that's one of the problems. I think that you know, it's like okay, let's just say that, let's just say that you want to get more upset why why do you want to get yourself more riled up more upset what do you like for what point for what purpose what's the ultimate goal and i would argue and i i would be willing to bet that a lot of people get themselves riled up and they don't even know why they're doing it. and it's just an addiction it's like an addiction like anything And it's like, you are just addicted to getting riled up and it does nothing for you. It brings nothing good to your life. And in fact, it actually detracts from your experience of life. So if you were to just get conscious about it and go, why do I want to do that? And you're like, you know, it might feel good in the moment, but then ultimately it doesn't feel good. And this is where you just got to go, okay, I'm just going to stop doing that. And I think, um, you, you brought something up early in the conversation your attention's going to go somewhere. I think the key thing is about putting your attention on things that you actually want to put your attention on. Like you're going to put your attention somewhere. The problem is, you know, it's going to places that you don't necessarily want it to go, but have never been consciously thought about. So you don't realize that it's going. And I think that's why people feel tired and exhausted and they feel like they're wasting time and they feel like um, they feel purposelessness. They feel depression and all of this shit. Um, when, you get mindful about what you're doing and you get more critical about it and you get a little bit more like you value it. I think what ends up happening is you end up putting your attention towards things you actually care about that enrich your life. And through that, your life becomes more enriched. And I don't know if people can hear this, but my cat, (laughs) little Charlie, who's been a Yeah, there you are. How's it going, buddy? He's been a, little side character in this, uh, podcast since the beginning, but he is active tonight. (laughs) And, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the way I'm talking. It's just getting him riled up. But yeah, like, uh, you know, I think, I think the key thing is, you know, I'll just reiterate it. Put your attention on stuff that you actually want to put your attention on and like, do a do an audit of your life. Like, for a, a great example, uh, um, Gary V pointed this out, and this was a great one for me. This is super powerful, and anyone who's like addicted to social media and stuff like that, this is a great one. He said, "Look at the look at your smartphone and look at the apps that are on the first page of your smartphone. That's what's the most important to you. Look at that. Do you want those things to be the most important to you?" And I was like, "Fuck no!" So I moved, I moved <laughs> Facebook back four pages. And I have, I have a lot of apps, but I have things for my business. I have things for my photography. I have things for whatever. And I was like, fuck that. Facebook's the, like one of the least important things in my life. And not only that, but, but I turned off my notifications on Facebook. Because you know, Facebook on your smartphone will create a little red yeah. thing and it gets your attention. So I said, I don't want, I will check Facebook when I feel like it, but n- otherwise I won't. I'm not going to facebook is not going to call my attention so um you know that's an example of just taking it back and just being like look the first things when i open my phone are not going to be facebook they're not going to be you know and look if you love facebook and i should think great i'm not making you wrong for me it isn't i'm not going to make facebook or something that isn't important to me the very first thing i see at the device that I probably look at the most often just Mm -hmm. out of having to open the thing up. So, you know, I think this is a good practical conscious way for us to begin to start to go. Okay. Um, what am I putting as a priority? You know, I want to put hiking apps. I want to put, um, film things. I want to put things that help me, uh, connect with my friends. Like a messenger is fine you know, cause that's a friend connection, but like, I don't want to have the feed. I don't give a fuck about the feed. You know what I'm saying? There you yeah. go. That's what I got to say.
0: <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the feed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man. One of the things is like, yeah, I, I, like I deleted, I deleted Facebook off of my, my phone a few years ago. So now if like, I want to use it, I've got to, I've got to go through like the web browser On my phone But every now and then They still try to be like Why don't you use the app It's so much better I think they've even got A light version of it now Yeah Well they have to Because
1: people are People are actually Beginning to be like Fuck this shit Yeah Use my English But even
0: still It's like I I get like (laughs) notifications Sometimes where it's just like Oh you know Like a you have, you have two new, um, two new messages through, you know, for, you know, like my school or something like that, you know? And I'm just like, Oh really? And it's like, no, these are old messages, but it's like, I get a new notification for it. It's just, I don't know, man. If anyone out there is like from like works at Facebook, stop doing that shit. Do something about that. <laughs> tell them Evan. <laughs> Cause that's that, like, that's, that's so like, uh, that's just so annoying. It's like, and it happens a lot like it's not like it's just a one-off that happens all the time where it's like oh you have two new messages through you know like my school or like some of the things that like my my business stuff or even through the podcast right it's like oh you have like new messages and i'm like oh let me go and have a look and it's like i'm like these aren't new messages these are old messages and i've resp and we've responded to these messages <laughs> like uh that's just my little
1: my little side rant for this one i guess i got something else okay. to say of course, let me throw it in there. Something, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I'll say it again because it was a very, um, it, it was a very helpful moment for me just in my journey of doing life. But um, we were talking and I was saying, oh, in the past, I was like doing life this way. And I felt so good about things. And I was just telling you, and, and it, the conversation opened up and you were like, We were talking about, you were like something like, how are you doing life? And I was telling you a bit about how I was doing life. And you just said something back to me and I'm, I don't remember exactly how it went, but it essentially went like this, which was, yeah. When you, when you wanted to eat, you ate. When you wanted to sleep, you slept. When you want to play video games, you play video games. When you worked, you worked. And you did all of those 100% at the time when you're doing them. And it, like a light bulb came off for me. It came on for me. Came off, came on. It came (laughs) on. (laughs) A light bulb came on for me. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what was happening. And to take that point further, not only was I doing whatever I was doing 100%, but everything I was doing and the reason why I felt such a a genuine amount of happiness in that way of life was that everything I was doing was always related back to, you know, you call it the calling. I mentioned it as the purpose but it's like this sense of like, what, what am I up to in life? Um, you know, one of our mutual friends, he pointed that out to me, he said, you know, you gotta have something in life that you're up to. What are you up to? It could be anything, but what are you up to? And everything served what I was up to. So I was acting and filmmaking, but everything was kind of helping me get up to that more. So, even though it wasn't directly related to me it had a connection to it and that's the thing it all uh, begins and ends with connection it's so true we talked about this because even though i was sleeping i was sleeping and it had something to do with what i was up to i needed to sleep so i was going to sleep and playing video games to me had a relationship and a connection to what I was up to. You know, I was pulling ideas from the video games I was playing for my filmmaking and storytelling and stuff like that. And so it creates this great sense of like, everything's meaningful, everything matters, nothing is wasted. And, you know, I I think you can kind of fall off course with this stuff and you get distracted and you don't realize maybe what you're doing right and what's working but then you have epiphany moments like that where a friend points out, "Oh, look at that, you were doing this." And it's it's just that's all I'll say, do it 100% whatever you're doing and try to find some connection with that and what you're up to. I think that solves a lot of things.
0: It's funny, I've never really thought about that that expression of up to very much. <laughs> but <laughs> he's like, you know, like I've always thought of just like, what are you up to as being this sort of, this sort of like, you know, mischievous kind of, uh, thing, yeah, yeah. But which, you know, in, in a certain ways that, 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 I think that that's really, there's an element of that to which is, is really wonderful. You know, there, I, I think that a little bit of, a little bit of mischief goes, can go a long way in terms of creating a really beautiful and fulfilling life. Um, in fact, I would I would argue, as would our favorite philosopher Alan Watts, would argue that that's that is an essential element. But there's there's an element to that expression "up to." What are you up to? You know, like this idea. Yeah, of...
1: what are you up for? <laughs> that has some other <laughs> well, connotations I mean, kind of like, too. When I hear that. To, but, but but what are you up to is what you're up for. You know what I mean? Like I like. The thing is, is like, when you think about it in the mischievous term, like, what are you up to that you're not really talking about? Like, I think purpose or calling people sometimes think you need to be able to describe what it is, but I don't think it needs to be like that. I think you can, you can have this idea in your head about something you're trying to create or make of yourself and you don't need to sell anybody. And, you know, um, Let me tell you, Evan, about the, one of the best dates I ever went on. (laughs) I was, I met this girl, went to a party. I saw her from across the room and I remember just thinking, wow, something about her went up, said hello, talked, connected. We went on a date the next day we're sitting there. And we're having like pizza and a beer or something like that. It's nice little summer, summer afternoon. And we're just, you know, two people that are attracted to each other and we're connecting and it's really good. And I'm telling her kind of what I'm up to, you know, I'm working on this, I'm doing that, whatever. And she stops me in the conversation at some point And she, she says, and this was like, you know, it's going well when this happens, because this has only happened to me once, but she stops and she's like, you're fascinating. And I was like, why? And she's just like, cause you're doing this and you're doing that. And you're, you know, you have all this passion, blah, blah, blah. And she went off and I was like, oh yeah. It kind of like made me realize, yeah, I guess there's a lot going on. I never really thought about it. And we left that place. We must've walked maybe a block down the street. And she, she goes, can I kiss you? And I was like, (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was like, it was like, the thing is, is that there's something so alive. And I think she helped me realize was that I was alive. I felt alive. I felt connected to what mattered to me. And our connection was in some ways enriched by the fact that I was connected to my life. And in some ways I'm sure she was connected to hers because obviously we had a connection. I mean, she was attractive, whatever, but we really did have a really great connection for the, you know, um, I'm sure if we ran into each other again, I'm sure that connection would probably there's something that kind of was created there. But the thing is, is that when you're alive in your life, when you're fully doing what you're doing, it is fascinating. And, um, it, it, you know, I think we try to do a lot of things like we try to dress right and we try to be funny and, you know, all this shit that we're trying to do to, you know, impress the other sex or, or the other partner or the person we're interested in. And it's just not about that. It's about being alive. It's about being connected. It's about having a sense of like richness in your life. And I think that, you know, that goes so much further than all the fucking flashy bullshit we try to do on the surface. And I think it comes down to attention. My attention wasn't on impressing her. My intention, my attention was on things that mattered to me. And when we talked, I told her about things that mattered to me. and she found me interesting by that. And I wasn't trying to be interesting you know, this is funny because mm-hmm. it's so related to my, <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I I was, yeah. A, a lot of that was kind of coming up is like, in, in terms of what you were saying, a, yeah, like a lot of our attention can go into, into a weird abstract idea of like, oh, how do I, how how do I come off as interesting to this other person? Whether it's, you know, it's just someone you want to impress. And it's just like, well, I don't know, like, what's like, what is your attention on in your life?
1: Well, you know, there you like- go. But look at that. When you're trying to be interesting to them, what is your attention on? That's kind of the problem, right? Like yeah. your your attention is on being interesting and, and you don't know what that is, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not interested. That's the thing. Yeah. You're not interested. So you're trying to be interested and not be interested. Like You're trying to be interesting and not be interested. They, they have to, there's a relationship, right? Like, I think that's the thing, you know, I'm actually starting to realize this. as we go through this conversation. It's like taking your attention back might be just taking your attention off of yourself and putting it onto something. You know what I mean? But just taking it and using it differently because there's a, there is a relationship, you know, like, kind of there's two sides to every coin. It's like, you want to be interesting, will get interested, you know?
0: Yeah, that, that was something that um, my old acting teacher, Larry, had had said to us. He's just like, the audience will get interested when when, or you will be interesting when you get interested. You know, when you get interested in, you know, in your partner, when you get interested in what's unfolding in the scene right now. When you're, when you are engaged with that, when, you, when your attention is on that, man, like it's, and that's part of one of the, the fundamental things that I teach, it's like, yeah, when that happens, when you put your attention, when you take your attention off of yourself and you put it on just the truth of your partner and the truth of the moment, and 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 you let that, you let that do something to you, there's just so much incredible life that happens that, you know, you don't have to fight for, you know, you don't have to think about, you know, your, you, you don't have to think about like your, your dead grandma or something to, to, you know, get you crying, like in the middle of a scene or something, you know, like all of these weird little tricks, you know, like that, that's one of the beautiful things it's like, no, there's no tricks. You don't need any tricks because, you know, you'll, you'll, whatever needs to happen will happen because you've been paying attention fully and completely Uh, there's a there's a sort of a famous old Meisner story I think it it's true but even if it's not it's a great story but apparently one of old uh, one of one of one of old Meisner's one of Stanford Meisner's old students um, had booked some role on a movie or something and there was this scene in which he had to propose to his his girlfriend and the director wanted him to be crying he wanted him to cry when he was doing this proposal and so he was i guess he was kind of freaking out about having to to call up this emotion having to try and you know make himself cry uh so he he went and he he talked to, to to meisner and he said and he explained the situation and he said how how am i supposed to do this how do i do this and meisner's response to him was when you ask her to marry you, really ask her. <laughs> and I, I was just like, wow, like, what? <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, uh, I just love that story. I just love that story. But it's, it's, yeah, it's like when you get really interested in this thing that's really happening you know, like really let that do something to you, really be affected by what's happening and really do it. Something's going to happen to you when you do it. Yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting. You know, I, I think with our, our backgrounds in acting, there's a lot of complexities to the things that we've learned. Like we've learned a lot. I mean, we've both studied this stuff for like 20 years, right? So we have like, we have a lot of education and thought and energy that's been put into this. And so for somebody who's not in the acting world some of these comments, you know, like really ask her they i i would imagine that they would probably sound somewhat like foreign or almost like too simplistic because or even romantic. Like yeah, there there's like there, there's certain things I think that, look, no craft is, is simple and easy until you get really, really, really comfortable with it and really, really aware of how to work with it, that it starts to seem that way. And I think that one of the challenges of learning from, and not to say that we're masters, because I'm not even putting myself in that boat, but But when you start to learn from people who are masterful at something, they can share something and to them, it has everything you need, but it sounds so simplistic to you because you don't understand how much weight it carries with it and how many elements are tied into that. Um, I think part of becoming really skilled at something, what happens is you begin to distill it down to very simple things, like just do it fully might be a saying, but all the work that it took to understand what it actually means to do it fully is like, that's why, you know, I think like really great actors get paid the, the big bucks and they get the notoriety, like, you know, not just because you're pretty and you, you know, you look good and you ended up on a show. I'm talking about people that move us, that, that shape our world with their stories and characters. Um, you know, those, those types of actors and, take any art I'm just talking acting right now, but those type of artists, you know, asking them for advice, you would almost have to ask them a hundred follow-up questions to what do you mean by really do it, you know? Um, (laughs) but from, uh, I think that's part of the, what's, what are you up to? That kind of answers the, what are you up to? Like, um, you know, when you're up to something, maybe you get like a little bit of information, right? Like, uh, do it fully, really do it when you do it. Like, say that was like heat acting, let's just say, I'm not saying it is, but let's just say that's the key to acting. What are you up to is finding out the hundred or thousand or 10,000 things that mean, what are you up to? And that's what you're up to. And you, you get this passionate curiosity, to investigate that and figure out what that is and try it and do it and, and go into it. And, and through trying it and grappling with it, that gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you a sense of life. So much of my younger years, I think about what gave me so much life was the fact that I was up to trying to figure something out and And that gives you a, like, you don't even have to be good at it. It's just the fact that you're trying to do it. It makes you feel like there's something you're after. And I would be willing to challenge a lot of people and say, like, the problem you're facing right now, and the reason why you're depressed, the reason why you're not feeling fulfillment in life, a big part of that is you're not after anything. You got to chase this shit. You got to get into it. You got to pursue it. You got to try to 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 figure out how am I going to make sense and like do this thing. If you just think that everything's going to come easy, you're going to have a pretty empty fucking life. I mean, the things you want, you got to get into them. You got to try. You got to fuck up and do it wrong and do it poorly and make an ass of yourself figuring it out. But if you keep going, there's a certain sense of like admirability to that, you know, and not just from others, but from you and yourself, I'm on my little high horse, Mm -hmm. little, uh, you know, pedestal speaking here. Um, I don't mean to be, I'm just saying like, look, every time we do one of these podcasts, Evan, I always look at myself at 16, 17 and I always just think, You know, I always think, well, why am I saying any of this shit? It's to tell that kid, hey man, this is what this is what I think you need to know. This is what I've learned. If I could give you anything, this is what I would tell you. This is what I would tell me. Get after it. Just get after it. You don't have to do it well. You don't have to be good at it. You don't even have to be good at it. But if you care enough about it, go do it. Get after it. Get up to it. And everything that you can find as a resource that's going to pull in to help you do it more, to get more of it, to understand more of it, that's going to give you life and energy and passion. And there's no one can ever fault you for that. And in fact, not only will they not fault you, you'll have moments like that date. And that was one of probably a hundred or a thousand stories I could tell you about when you are up to something, the incredible things that come out of life you know because you're up to it you just don't even know because people do respond to your attention especially if your attention isn't just on trying to look good so there you go that's what i got to say about that (laughs) (laughs) brandon has spoken
0: let's (laughs) Let's well, I'm going to say some things about, uh, this, uh, this brew that I've been drinking for this conversation. Yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> this
1: one, I just got to You know, before you do have an you got to soak in it for a second. Um, oh my God. It's just funny. You know, like I love these conversations. I know let's do the beer in a second. I just wanted to, I love these conversations. Cause actually when we have them, um, I, I give myself an allowance to say the things to myself that I need to hear. And I laugh because I say that t- to the audience, but then I'm like, you're just saying that to you. But <laughs> it's like, so do it, <laughs> like, of course. But like, I'm glad we have these moments. Cause it's like, even if this, no one ever listens to this episode, I'm like, I'm glad this just happened. <laughs>
0: well maybe there's no difference between between me and you brandon maybe there's no difference between (laughs) us and anybody yeah really uh (laughs) okay
1: tell me about your brew
0: (laughs) all right uh i'm drinking i'm drinking what's called the no limits rye ale from whistler brewing company it's delicious it's great i saw a rye ale and i was like you know what i have not had a rye ale in uh in a while and uh, I've usually been a fan of them whenever I've had them in the past. and this one, uh, this one has been delightful. It's been a delightful nice. drink. So cheers.
1: Well, great. Um, this beer that I'm having, okay, I have to be honest, it's not my favorite, but tonight, I really like it. And I I've had this beer many. many times and i actually think i had this beer once on the podcast before and i'm pretty sure when i did i liked it but like it's one of those beers for me that sometimes i like it and sometimes i don't and i think it's it's very much about my mood so anyway this is um from smuggler's trail it's called flaskers british ale it's a mouthful and so if you want that it's really good but if you just want to like have a beer and you just want it like you want it to be simple and maybe not so complex i find on those days when i have this beer i'm like i don't want this beer so um maybe that's like all kind of maybe like british ales i don't know maybe that's just my response to them anyway i'm liking it tonight so there you go
0: well that's wonderful (laughs) (laughs) yeah wonderful all right Um, well um I don't know if I've got any sort of new, new, new things to share about this, this conversation, Um, you know, but I'm glad we got into it. I'm glad that we we talked about, you know, I hope that really just um, if anyone walks away with anything, it's it's just the understanding the value of our attention, because this is something that has really I feel has been been kind of hammering away at me for, for a good while now. It's just like, Whoa. Yeah. My attention is even, even more is even more valuable, a commodity than, than I thought before, you know, and this is coming from a person who for a while now has been going around saying attention is magic. Um, and, and I, I truly believe that. Um, and even more so after this conversation, you know, our, our attention, has the ability to shape how how we feel to shape how our our fulfillment in life to shape the direction that we go to to the impact that we have on the world and on others i mean our attention is is absolutely everything and we need to treat it as something that's that's precious you know put that that sort of attention connection life equation is just you know is is to me i'm like that's that's there's such a a truth to that as much as i hate saying things are truths but there's something to that i'll i'll say and when you put your attention to something and you create that connection it's going to create some kind of life but it's not all going to create the same kind of life. You know, what is the life that that attention and connection are creating for you as a person, you know, and, and is it, is it bringing you to a place where you are, are actively um, engaged with the world in a way that's, that's bringing something positive, that's bringing some light into, into, into your world and into the world of others. Cause if it's not, it, it might be time to take another look. It might be time to, to take another look at, at whatever that thing is that you're putting your attention into. And maybe one last thing I'll put into it, add as sometimes a, 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 good way of, of recognizing um, places where our, attention is just kind of being sucked and in a way you sort of alluded to it earlier brandon but it's like what are your distractions you know like what are the distractions the things that you know and we've got a lot of them um today a lot of the time those like our distractions are places where we're putting our attention it's just that our distraction it's the word is what it is for a reason it's because it's it's taking our attention from something else it's a distraction from something, it, it kind of implies that there's something important that you're not putting your attention on. <laughs> you know, and and even when we're when we're in the midst of doing something or putting our attention into something that we think is important, if at the end of that engagement, if there's just sort of this hollow hostile or just exhausted energy from it and not the good exhausted that comes from doing something that you're really given into like but like a kind of just exhausted like you're just done with the world kind of exhausted that's a sign that you might be putting your attention into something that that you should call into question so yeah,
1: man. Take your attention back. I was going to mention distraction, even though we didn't really get into it in this conversation. I'll, I'll mention that something I had an awareness of as you were talking about it, though, was, you know, think about that word distraction. It's distraction, you know, like what are you up to? You know, you have traction towards it. You have something you're, you know, you're, you're climbing towards it. Right. Like, let's go back to the way of the artist's philosophy. Right. Like traction is like, I I, I'm getting somewhere. I'm climbing this thing. I'm doing this thing. I'm, I'm going, you know, and distraction is like, what makes you like disengage from that, you know? So something that I kind of, I, I, I think that people can walk away with is like, well, what are you up to? And like, stop letting yourself get taken away from that stop letting yourself get pulled away from whatever it is that you're up to whatever you're climbing towards whatever path you're on this journey you're you know you want to make in your life or make of your life and you know the other thing the other part of that is your attention is like a currency you know, and, and it's like uh, you only have so much of it. So whatever you're doing, do it fully. And here's the thing, I think this will help people because I think a lot of stuff that we do that's a distraction, we kind of do it half-assed. But if you did it fully, you would probably realize you didn't want to do it. So it's the, it's the half-assed quality to it that allows us to be distracted. But when you do something fully and it's like what you're doing, and I'm doing this and I'm doing it 100%, and all my attention and all my effort is going in to do this, is that really where you want to spend it?
0: Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a
1: review or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.